This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today. This episode is a special one. Adam Blattenberg, who's the editor of Diesel World Magazine, was at SEMA this year, and he guest hosted the Diesel Podcast, and he sat down with Greg Jolly, who organizes and runs ODSS, Rawlings Barnes from Rudy's Diesel Performance, and Dan Scheid, the godfather of Diesel Performance, is on as well. And the guys just all sat down in the convention center around a table and and talk about diesel performance and trends in the industry and the direction and tons of really cool things. And there's a lot of great minds that are at the table and a lot of amazing points. So hope you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Before we get to it, and I hand it off to Adam, I want to remind you guys with Black Friday coming up, there's going to be a ton of sales, tons of different things. So we're going to make sure and keep you guys updated on what those are for parts for your truck, whether it's turbos, transmissions, injectors, tons of different things. So I want to give you guys a heads up that we will be highlighting any huge sales for you guys. So if you're looking to upgrade your truck, do some maintenance, things like that, it's a great time of year to be able to save some money and get the parts that you want. All right, I'm going to hand this off over to Adam Blattenberg and get to the SEMA podcast. So I'm Adam Blattenberg with Diesel World. We're sitting here at SEMA 2019 um, with Greg Jolly, Rollins Barnes, and Dan Shai. Hello. And we're... uh, don't really have anything planned. We did this last year. It was fun. We're just going to BS for who knows how long. Can, can, we, can we refer to Dan as the godfather from now on? Yeah, the godfather. Okay, he's the godfather. I don't, I don't feel like just calling Dan is fitting. I feel like he deserves more of a title. Is godfather okay with you? Whatever you think. You okay. I've been called uh, worse. I wouldn't say whatever you think. That's well, dangerous. Greg calls you grandfather. <laughs> I know okay. what you call Greg. We won't repeat that. But I, okay. I say Godfather. If that's okay with you. Godfather works for me. Okay. Godfather works for me. Godfather is. I might have been in this business too long. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, when did you open doors, actually? Uh, for Shy Diesel Service yeah. was in uh, 1982. It was in 82. And I first started in the business in 1970 diesel fuel injection. And, uh, so in 82, what was, what was your main business? Uh, pumps, injectors, turbochargers, and uh, we didn't do drive-in work at that time. Uh, so we picked up drive-in work. Uh, the five sevens were involved during that time period, the five seven diesel, GM diesels, yeah. so that was quite quite an ordeal. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. So, so really stuck down essentially the same path. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's still your main business. It is. Yes. Uh, and, and we're more involved in uh, engine builds now and uh, uh, and drive-in type work as well. And so uh, that's kind of diversified as somewhat. We're heavy into agriculture also, so we do a lot of ag work in the area there. So it's a big farming community. You've seen the industry essentially start. I mean, I've always said, I, I understand Cummins guys will argue with me here, but I've always said kind of around the time that the Duramax came out is when this industry sort of blew up. Um, I disagree. See? Thank I you. disagree. 6'4 guy. 6'4. I think it was 100%. Six, actually, if we want to argue the point, I would say that the 6 liter probably catapulted the diesel industry into what it is. Right? Wrong. <laughs> Awesome. I, I think love the 597 <laughs> did. But I know, but even, 
See, that's it See right this is the problem with having you here, Dan. I respect you way too much, so I can't even argue with you. Um, that was probably before your time. But. Well, I mean, you opened when I was eight years old, so I mean, don't feel bad. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you know, I guess the five nine was a big. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I know when I started, I had my first diesel truck in two thousand. So you know, back in that time. You could find an exhaust. You could find like a Hypertech, Super Chips. You know they had some Stack stuff with the 5.9. You know the yeah. whatever the little squirrely thing you do with the screwdriver. Yeah. You know I don't know what you do with that, but you know you put some injectors on it and an exhaust on it. But but overall, performance-wise, I feel like I mean I really do. I feel like the six-liter, six-four, whatever else other manufacturers. It seems like 07-ish, 06. No, it would have been 05. No, it'd been more now. 03. Oh, three and a half. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I say oh seven's almost when it kind of started to hurt because we had You're right. Depressions. Uh, yep. Oh, don't say yeah. that word. It really started to explode at that point. It no really did. That. Yeah, yeah so. it really did. I, I know I know we had a couple of five nines and there's not a whole lot of parts back then, you know, it was all so new. Um, but then it kind of went mainstream, you know, it was it was it just blew up. Just Literally, the six liters just blew up. <laughs> they lost their head. Literally, <laughs> off the bat. right off oh. the top. <laughs> you were saying super chips and all that. It's we crazy. Were stacking stuff. I there. know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I remember those days. Look, do you remember there was a company here, California guy, kind of sort of right? It was. So, born and raised there. I there anymore. Exhaust. Do you remember that back in the day? Oh yeah, taking a cat and running a running a breaker bar, no, or whatever. No, brand. Fog exhaust. They were polished stainless steel. They weren't around long. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then there was a couple other companies, but back then it was hard to find any parts. I mean, it really was. Magnaflow was right in my backyard. Yeah. So, so it was. I mean, we were already buying from. I mean, I started a little truck shop turning wrenches. So. Yeah. Um, in 02. Uh, so we were already buying from Magnaflow. So it was. That was it. We had a dragster down here on display in uh, 2005, and we was at the Anza booth with the uh, Silverline exhaust down here, and had us in the booth at that time period. And that was in 2005, and that was when you know, exhaust was really taken off with that just a super chips tuner and intake and an exhaust and or two, doubling two. the people's horsepower and just do four or five of those a day or two or three just depending on the day but yeah that was fun days yeah i'll never forget my first diesel truck 2007.3 i'll never forget that thing i had a two-wheel drive manual because i had to have something to tow my rock crawl i was rock crawling back then i had to have something to tow and i bought a two-wheel drive manual we had the same first truck. Yeah, I just great. still have mine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but crazy. it wasn't manual. They, when you had your first, it was like horse and buggy, though, right? It wasn't really. It wasn't quite. But we may see some horse and buggies this summer. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, well, well, we probably should get to that in a few minutes. The relocation of Shy Diesel. Like, I, I that, think we're now into pretty, it, aren't we? All right. <laughs> Let's talk about it. So everyone's used to it being in Terre Haute. Yes. Um, and I'm saying that, right? I'm not from there, California guy. I think it is. You're right. Okay. That's Terre Haute. Okay. Uh, yeah. For 19 years? Yes, we've been there for 19 years. And uh, prior to that, we was in Effingham, Illinois. Uh, that's where it originally started out. And it was a turbo diesel register rally it's then at that time. Yeah. It was they just Cummins at that time. And yeah. So then when we moved to Terre Haute, then we opened it up to the... Uh, Ford, Chevrolet, and, and all diesels at that point. So, but anyway, we've been there for 19 years, and uh, so we 
uh, have decided to uh, team up with Wagler Motorsports Park and Jeremy Wagler, and so we're both in this business together and both excited about the diesel business, and so we feel like that uh, with the both of us together, we can uh, we can grow the event and uh, uh, get the excitement back in it again without having to worry about getting. Stop for a ticket every five seconds. Oh well, yeah, exactly. That's, I, I came the year after the, the big shenanigans that kind of says changed that town, but it's it is kind of painful going in there as a diesel person, especially us. We're not going out doing burnouts in the parking lots. Where'd you move to? So it's not. I don't know. You get looked at and you know, yeah, talk too weird, but. Um, at the same time, you're there on Sunday or after looking at the parking lots. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. I understood it. Yeah. You know? um, but so I don't know. I have not been to Jeremy's place yet. Yeah. What's it like up there? Um, well, it's just out in the country, and uh, so there's uh, cornfields, bean fields around it. Um, so um, you know, camping's going to be a big deal. So. Uh, not a lot of hotels there, so people need to get the reservations made right away. Our, uh, uh, we are going to have some shuttle buses going on there too, then, like the Bloomington and the Washington there, then also. How far out of Bloomington is it? Uh, it'd probably be about 40 minutes out of Bloomington there. Okay. And uh, it's going to be probably about an hour and 15 minutes from Terre Haute in that range there. And uh, so there's a lot of campsites around there then, also. So there's a uh, White River Antique Show there, just about uh, eight miles away from where the drag strip's at. And in the summertime, they have 18,000 people come to that event. So it's not like that the community hasn't had a big crowd there before. So anyway. 15,000 normally, right? That shows up? Typically, yeah. Okay, so there's plenty. Yeah. yeah. So camping's going to be a big deal. We, and there's like uh, RVshare.com and uh, OutdoorsyRV.com, local. Uh, RV companies around the area that rent the RVs, so that's going to be a good alternative there, I believe, for camping. And there'll be a lot of camping in a lot of area uh, around the drag strip there where people can camp and we can keep it local and uh, keep it right on the ground. So yeah, hopefully, it'll be a little safer keeping people off the road. Yeah. It'll be a little different, but uh, yeah, keeping it off the road like that. Yeah. 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 So it's a real good drag strip. It's an eighth mile drag strip. And uh, so then he's got the pulling track there then. It's been in there for about two years now. So it's settled in real nice. And uh, so we can run uh, two sleds during the event there also. So it'll be a pro pulling league event again. So Still no a more, national event for them. For the, yeah. No more crossing the road, uh, the drag strip for the, the fast guys, huh? <laughs> yeah. I always loved that. So like for people that don't know, the um, the drags oh, crossroads crossroads Cross Cross yeah exactly for the <laughs> faster ones yeah the faster ones they open up the back gate cops shut down the road and you are literally crossing a country road yeah. um, in in a drag strip so you're shut down yeah yeah so I always thought that oh they're opening the gates I know what class is next <laughs> you know? yeah but, uh, so yeah we don't we won't need to have to worry about that at this track so, right yeah we'll be good there what are the dates again. Uh, be the August the 28th and 29th. 28th and 29th. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll be a lot of fun. Change it up a little bit. Change yeah. the pace. Get a fresh area. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Good change. Mr. Race Director, why don't you, why don't 
should tell us the schedule this year. Put you on the spot. All right. So uh, <laughs> we open up in um, March uh, in Florida. So we'll be down at uh, Ryan Milliken's track in Florida, Emerald Coast Dragway. Um, March ODSS. Yes, ODSS. Um, then we'll go to Rudy's in April. Um, May we've got UCC where our pro classes will be. Just to put on uh, the 590 and up pro classes will be a points race for them. Um, June, first first weekend of June will be Firepunks race back at Kilcare in Ohio. Uh, end of June we'll be back out at uh, Virginia Motorsports Park. Uh, July we'll go to Crossville, Tennessee. Um, August, Extravaganza. September we'll go back to Florida at Emerald Coast and then close it out with uh, Rudy's in the fall. Yep, it's a good mix this year. Plus, we've got, uh, which I think is really cool, the diesel industry, the exposure. I feel like it it rose and then it just kind of plateaued a little bit. Maybe it even dropped a little bit. Um, but with the drag racing in general becoming so popular, you know, the TV shows and what have you, you know, everybody thinks they're a drag racer now, so it's pretty relevant. Um, and so we've had the opportunity last year, which I thought was really cool, to kind of cross over and go to some gas events that. that you know, we would normally not be invited to. And so we went to Lights Out last year, uh, the ODSS guys, and yep. Suncoast, Ron had a booth. And, um, that was a cool experience. We had more people, I think there was 40,000 people at that event, yeah. and there was more people looking at our vehicles than anything else on Bender Road. It was, because it's different. It, and was, they, it was crazy, you know? It was awesome. Um, Finally getting respect. It, right, We exactly. had a lot of respect. It was really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, really cool. And then. So that was a really neat experience, and then we were invited to go to the PDRA World Finals a few weeks ago in Virginia, and uh, and it was equally as cool of, a, of, a, of an experience. I mean, people nonstop all three days were coming up, seeing our trucks, talking about, really engaged with it, and then once we ran on, we came back. There was always a flock of people sitting in the pits, just waiting to check them out again. They were like, "What? It's a diesel?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's heavy. It's yeah. so, yeah. what I tell my stuff with. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So I think the crossover is a big deal for us. And so next year, I think we have yeah. lights out again. The lights out will be in February. Uh, we'll be with Suncoast again. Um, so they've invited us to put a couple trucks in their booth again. Uh, so that'll be there. And then same thing in the fall with PDRA, the World Finals again. You know, we're actually going to race there. Tommy, yeah, Tommy and. Uh, Tyler out there have been really accommodating and wanting us to get out because it is, like you said, it's a change of pace. But believe it, when we had our Virginia race this past summer, and then when we went out this fall, talking to the amount of people that we talked to that had no idea we were there in June, you know, like it just it was a better opportunity to reach more people. So Such a good facility too. It is. It's a world class facility. You know, they do an awesome. Neat to see that crossover, and I know. A lot of folks, or probably a lot of folks listening, would love to see some things happen on the West Coast. I know that's a that's a tough situation with uh, you know with the, the other organization that's gone from out that way. I know that's tough. And um, you know the the thing with us, and I think this is what I respect about ODSS is that we want to do it right. We don't we don't want to just make rash decisions and go about things just just you know just because it sounds good. We want to think it through. And we may not be moving as fast as everybody always likes, but I think. I hope that folks respect us, that that the group that's involved with ODSS tries to make the right decision for the long term and for the betterment you know, of, of the industry. And I think, you know, at some point 
something needs to happen more towards the West. Uh, but right now, I mean, it's going to be tough. I think I didn't really ever put it in perspective until this year. I thought, you know, eight races, God, we could do double that. I thought that'd be yeah. really cool. But no, then I put it in perspective when, you know, talking to Tommy and PDRA, PDRA um, they only have eight races. Yeah. And I'm going, wow, you know, a big organization like that. They only do eight races. It's just as big as ODSS, as far as that's that goes. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think we, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. I think we could support a couple, three more races, maybe. But I think you get much more than that. It would be, it'd be tough. Oversaturated with, you know, yeah. all the other um, events that happen throughout the year. You got, you know, your sponsors, you've got shop owners, you've got people that just can't afford to be gone that time of work. Racing's not, diesel racing's not cheap like it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it used to be somewhat affordable. Now it's, you know. It's because we're running ridiculous. fours now. <laughs> you know? It's always got to be guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have any tractors to take my motors out of. <laughs> but I probably, you know, I don't know. I feel like putting a Cummins in a Ford truck is like putting an LS motor in a Mustang. I know you can do it and I know you can go fast. But it's totally against my religion. I just, I, I just don't want to put a Duramax in a Ford. Just, just that would just, just be wrong. Because, That'd be wrong you know? in every way. People done it. A lot of people Dan's done over it. thinking about doing it. <laughs> well, I got it coming to a Ford, uh, a '39 Ford here at the show. So anyway, I'm trying to get out there a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. a Duramax and a Ram and really make everyone mad. Yeah, that really yeah. does. <laughs> but I do think I, I think you know. When we were at Ryan's race, there was a lot of Texas racers there. And I, yeah. and I miss, you know, there's some good guys out there, some good competitors. And I miss those guys being a part of it. Yeah. It was it was fun to have them in, in, in Ryan's race. Yeah. But the other thing about Ryan's race is we lose a lot of the guys from up north that it's just too yeah. far to travel. And so um, it's hard to find a balance. Hopefully at some point we can get a little more to the west, at least to try to some of those times. What if it were a thought of this years ago with UCC of having a split setup. So you have your West Coast series, you have your East Coast series, and then you meet up in World Champions. Like like Supercross. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. I, I think, you know, I think there's potential for that. It's just a matter of the logistics, you know, I think what most people don't understand is ODSS is all owned and run by folks that it's not their full time life right. job. You know? And so um, I guess it, does he really work full time? Yeah, he works full time. Okay. Yes, he, he holds does. that chair down great. No, <laughs> um, so don't forget that. <laughs> but uh, I think I, I think you're. I mean, what you just said is probably the answer. And I think it'd be really cool to you know, do a do a West Coast Point Series, and East Coast Point Series, combine them together for a World Finals. I think that's what I meet up in St. Louis or something like that. Maybe something to talk about in the future. Yeah. 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 The schedule's going to be good this year. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Lots of, a couple new events and just moving things forward, always trying to find, you know, not to stay stagnant, to keep moving forward, keep progressing, and make the right changes to attract more people. And that's yeah. it's hard to do, but... There's a lot of talk about rule changes. You know, I know that you see it on the forums and... and we all we all are part of chat groups where we get all that. Yeah. And you know, everybody is a uh, everybody this time of year is you know, everybody knows rules better than the racing organizations. And unfortunately, you know, bench racing and real racing is two different things. So um, I think I think at some point there, you know, 
I think we would all agree there needs to be some changes to the rules of ODSS, but I don't think it's a lot, and I think we need to be a little bit slow to make them because rules equate to changing vehicles, and changing vehicles equates to money. Um, you know, not to mention, I don't want to make a rule change personally that's just going to move one class to the next. So then you're not really gaining anything. So what's an, an example of the changes that you guys are thinking of? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the race director, so I don't know what yeah, Greg sorry, is going to say on all that. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, it always comes back to the same thing every year. What do we do with Pro Street? Uh, you know, there's weights and our biggest hang-up with just the diesel drag racing uh, in a whole is our chassis spec rules. Our chassis specs aren't made for these trucks, period, point blank and simple. So we're up against a wall on what to do and what's right and what's safe for the racer, safe for the organization. And trying to find that balance for everybody is, is tough. Uh, you know, when you, when you talk about weight breaks and uh, what it would take to drop weight, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars for most of these guys with fiberglass cabs and stuff like that. And so the issue is SFI, right? Never, yeah, SFI. Never, I know NHRA had this issue years ago because um, NHRDA was running their, their regulations. Right. It has to do with SFI, NHRA, all these sanctioning bodies never thought something that heavy could go that fast. Right, you're exactly right. right. Exactly. Just to, to yep. For sure. And then there's there. also the disconnect between eight mile and quarter mile too. So that, that's been with everyone. We'll touch on that. But that, that's a whole different you know scenario. But the SFI guys will tell you from talking to them, they, they never expected these vehicles to go the speeds they're going. And there's two there's two issues, and we got to remember that. It's not only ET, it's also the mile per hour issue. Because even though we run, because everybody always says, you know, ODSS is lame because they only run eight mile. But real racers know that the race happens in an eighth mile. I mean, I, you know, I mean, my my two cents worth is there's a reason that you already went down to a thousand foot. I mean, there's there's reasons for that, and I think you know, I think you're right. I mean, the race is going the first eight mile. But I think it's it's a huge success that we're happy. Like what it says about us as an industry that we've gotten to this point where we're no longer racing quarter. We have to race yeah. eight because they're that fast. Like that. Look at look at the track speeds that some of these guys are running at. Yeah, I mean you're 140 plus. Yeah, Durability issues too. I mean, I think it helps the durability yeah. of the vehicles also. So yeah. a lot more stress on them going quarter mile versus eight mile. So that uh, gets them a lot more dependable just running eight mile for sure. So uh, someone's told me essentially it's, it's more driver skill in the eight mile. Sometimes you can drive around people in the back of the car. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking out loud here. Yeah. I this. So 60 yeah. foot becomes a becomes exactly. a big deal. Just yeah. right off the starting line. So uh, and reaction time and uh, so it could be one right there on those two features. So, uh, so you, you can't get around them with a, a bigger bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You well, and I think you know the the diesel stuff makes power in such a different way. You know, it's it's there's People just don't realize the difference. You know, a gas motor reacts a lot faster. There's a lot more things you can do in eighth mile with a gas motor. Um, the diesel stuff is, is just a different animal. And, and not to mention, you know, where we make the torque, the you know typically our, our back end speeds are 
you know, that's where you're making it up for most guys. I mean, there's been a lot of shifting with that last year, too. You know, is it front end of the track and the back end of the track? But, um, but I mean, it's a different world. It's just not, it's just not the same as that. And just the caliber of racer that comes out to our events anymore, like, is insane. Like, there were a lot of races this year that were won by ten thousandths of a second. Uh, and just the consistency of some of these guys that are coming out, I mean, it, it's it's awesome to see. Are we here? So, five, six years ago, uh, I remember I was at RMR. No, not RMR. track officials was complaining about diesel racers because they leave dirt their farm trucks leaving yeah. dirt on the track anymore i mean dude, that's still there but you say caliber of racers it just it's not that as much anymore yeah you know? yeah it's definitely changed i mean i think you know the smoke i mean i thought that's where you were going with that for a second because it seems like every starter always complains about the smoke but you know i watched this year more than i ever have watched and we as a total organization talk about smoke like over the last five years it's night and day difference you don't see anything like i mean it's no shiny i mean yours too but clean yeah so clean yeah and so i mean i I definitely i definitely think we've come a long ways in the last last year or two the engines last longer that way not coke them up inside right i mean that's with on the road stuff i've seen that you know, with race stuff, I would assume it has to be the same way. You're not, I, mean, I understand you're tearing those plants down every few races, but like, you've seen less coking. Um, <laughs> nice. Get it? Had someone walk through the uh, through our Thank you all. I appreciate that. that. <laughs> Thanks, baby. And you could have kicked him, but don't worry about it. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, I think uh, I think the other cool thing this year is that um, so the last few years, the traditional races, you go to a diesel drag race and you have a sled pull. It's yeah. like the same thing. No offense. But says the guy who started it all. Yeah, the, the Godfather. Um, Godfather, right? He may have something to learn down the road. I yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, He's pretty young, yeah. <laughs> pretty young. But, uh, but I think the, the dirt drags has been pretty cool here lately. I've seen yeah. a, lot of, you know, a lot of people doing that. That's funny because that's a hot and dry subject. Some I've people never, people love, I love it. I've never been to one. I've never seen I've seen videos. Uh, but we're doing one in the spring. Yeah, the logistics of it are a little tough because I never really thought about it until you just said something about, about the dirt on the track. You know, that's, a, that's a, something you got to work on. But... That's a popular thing. Dirt drags getting pretty popular. Yeah. I've had some, a lot of people, or a few people with very high horsepower rigs complain about it. It's like, I'm just going to break my truck on So maybe it's worth more to the, you know, the, the work stock class, you know, or, I mean, just don't put a 2200 horsepower truck down a yeah. dirt track. You're not going to get the power. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to do it. I mean, that's pretty cool. We've had a, we've had a pretty big they're a lot of fun. I, anytime I can, I I, I enjoy them. We used to enter rental cars at uh, Huntington Horsepower. That was fun. Some rental cars and a, and a dirt drag. I hope our insurance company isn't listening to this. Yeah. You're incriminated. Nope. <laughs> Dan's probably done that before too. 
<laughs> you did that on the way here, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so, cool stuff that happened this year. Um, new record. New record. Uh, yeah, that was the first race out. And, uh, everybody's just chopping at it. I mean, all year long. Uh, Bromont. Bromont record. Yep, four... 425 and uh, just everything's long, constantly right? evolving like yeah. and that's what's cool Larson. like yeah Larson's oh, Larson. Oh, Larson yeah I'm sorry of course yeah I mean they look the same <laughs> <laughs> we usually we usually judge them so complex, you know? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> you just you just put narrower doors in certain areas <laughs> <laughs> nah they're they've been impressive with that trend I mean it's it's been nothing but impressive to see what they've done Whole team. Oh, they're great. And they're nothing but impressive. Yeah, and they're great guys. So it's hard not to you know, not enjoy racing things like that. I mean, there's some people we don't like racing, but um, let's list those people off. No, no. <laughs> I was thinking you could go ahead and list them. Huh? Um, I, I don't know who you don't like. <laughs> I'll let. I like everybody. Wait a minute, Fabian's telling us what, what was that? Fabian, hold on. I can list them. <laughs> Fabian can list them. I like racing with anybody. I do. I think there's some people that talk more than others, and uh, some people that are a little more opinionated than others. Um, it's just more fun to beat. But it, you know, it is what it is. We have a good time. We have a great group of people. I mean, you, really go to a, you go to a gas race, it's a lot. I mean, you go to NHRA races all the time. It's, yeah. They're still good people, but it's a different environment. I mean, the, the diesel guys, I mean, they literally will do anything in the world to help each other out. Like, I, yeah. to me, that is just, like, that is the coolest part of the I mean, I've seen people take parts off their vehicle right. between rounds, put on somebody else's, just so they can go another round. Like, I mean, you don't see that in the gas world. Like, you know, I've <laughs> physically done it as media with my truck there, pulled parts off for that little race. Yeah. You know, it's off the rental car, right? I think, I, I really do. I think that's a cool part of the industry. And, and it's, you know, it's, although, Although some events maybe are a little bit looser than others, I think overall, you know, our events you know, are, are a good environment you can bring your family to and you can watch some racing and you, know, you can have some fun and be a part of the industry. It's good to see the series grow. Yeah. You know, being so strong now and attendance numbers are way up. And it's, yeah. I mean, just over year to year, so... Like the first year I was part of ODSS, we had like 125 competitors, and it's just steadily grown. Like I thought last year we had 323 or something like that, and I thought that was impressive. We've got like 528 this 2019 season, like total competitor count. So it's just grown every year. Just watching SDX and watching the staging lanes fill up. It's been stronger every year. Yeah. I think it's yeah. good, and I, I think the impressive thing, too, is seeing the same racers come right. to every race. You know, it's cool when you have one race that's big, and then, you know, then it kind of sucks you go to another race or something like there. But when you actually go to multiple races and the same racers are there, I think that's really cool. These guys are committed to the series. It's healthy for the sport, too. It is. It's, it's good for the sport. Yeah. Fans don't want to see the same truck, you know, make it to the finals every single race. They want to see some things. But they also want to see their favorite trucks. They the absolutely event. do. That's another cool thing that is, is bad, as strange as it sounds, is like we started building fan base, which is, which is really cool just to get out of the industry. Um, Amy's uh, cards. Yes, I can't tell you how many times this year 
that kids have come up, you know, want to sit in the truck, get an autograph, and then um, Greg's idea of the frisbees throwing out in the crowd inside. And then Wait, so your guys getting driver, bigger than it already is? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, they ordered a new helmet. Don't worry. Yeah, I got an extra, extra, extra. But uh, but it was really cool because you know it was like that ownership. You know, those guys you know would root for you, and then you'd see them in other races. We went to races this year where you'd see the same family come to multiple races. I just, to me, that says a lot for, for that BSS. You know, that's really, that's cool to see that. And I'm not talking about who has a race. I'm talking about spectators who yeah. come to multiple races. Not only the racers following the series, but spectators too. So that's, yeah. you know, awesome. We even had a guy come to Virginia and we had a truck on display and he had been to three races just following the series around because he's a good team. Those stands that always worried me, you know, I've been to a drag race and all about myself and some of the other events. And, the stands a few years ago were pretty empty at a lot of events. It's good to see, I mean, to bring up another event series, but to see a call-out challenge. The stands yep. for the drag races last year were pretty full. I mean, more than I've ever seen before. Yep. That's, yep. Uh, I like that. It's good. impressive. Yeah. I think one thing that's probably been an advantage, too, and uh, Greg, if you want to discuss it a little further, and that's the fact that uh, on our track prep, what we've done for our track prep, oh, yeah. and also what we've done for our announcer as well. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead and expand on that. For sure. Yeah. So we had uh, the year before last, uh, a couple of our races, we had Kurt Johnson and his crew, TBC, uh, come out and do some track prep. And the idea behind that was uh, going from track to track, you're kind of relying on that track crew that's there. So it's a world of difference between. So we wanted to bring Kurt's guys in and bring that consistency from track to track and try to give these guys a consistent surface that we can put on the show with. Um, and doing that, it's been phenomenal help. Uh, so, so they don't have to change their setup in every exactly. race. They're essentially learning in every race. Exactly. And I think that has a lot to do with these records falling as quickly as they did. I mean, you want to talk about you know Ryan's race uh, last year, and this, we saw the record change three times in one race. Just, I mean, and it's exciting. It's exciting for the guys that put in the work over and over, and it's rewarding there, but also for the fans to see a show and just, uh, you know, our announcer, Big Don, you know, having him come on board and be able to learn the guys and have him at every race is, is phenomenal help, too. Uh, he, he learns about the guys, knows inside stories about them, and it just brings, again, it's consistency. Yeah. Bringing a consistent show across through every race. It's a better show. I mean, that is an announcer can do a lot for a show. I'm sure. Someone who doesn't know what they're talking It'll about. It'll make or break it. Like, um, and Pope just said, there was an announcer that kept saying, Cummings. Yeah. I love that. It's like, oh, God. There's, you know, there's, there's good announcers and there's, like, professional announcers. I think if you get like the mix, so the guy that cuts up has fun and knows the racers, but understands what to do as an announcer and how to like keep right. the show going and fill the dead time. And I think I think Big Don's feel that really, really well. For sure. Um, We've been a uh, blessed to have him for something. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Hope he's getting better too. He had he surgery is. and uh, looking forward to getting better. Yeah, he's doing good. Uh, I think he's got one more coming up just before PRI. Uh, and it should be full force back out. 100% again. Do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? The E-word? The E-word? The E-word? Uh, can we think of something else to talk about? <laughs> I'm sure we can. 
think about it. Talk about something. Well, let's talk about the banquet then. Yeah, let's talk about yeah, the banquet. banquet. Right. Yeah, the banquet. Let's talk about banquet. food. Redirect. <laughs> Redirect. That's why the Godfather's here. <laughs> Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Uh, anybody that's coming out to PRI, uh, you know, racers, uh, spectators, anybody, you know, we have our annual awards banquet at the end of the year at the Wyndham Indianapolis West. Uh, we've got uh, tickets available online through Eventbrite. Uh, you can search it. There's also a link on our uh, website and on our Facebook page. Uh, you can purchase tickets. It's $25 a person. It includes your food. Or you just show up and say, you know, Greg, and you can for free. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we started a tab under Adam's name to pay for that. There you go. Diesel. Got the diesel roll. Credit card. Yep. <laughs> But no, show up and we can celebrate everybody's wins and uh, just have a good time together. Uh, last year was the biggest banquet we've ever had. It was literally standing room only. Uh, we had over 300 people in the room, so uh, it was good. It's, uh, it's a good thing to have, just to be able to celebrate people and uh, just give sponsors support that have supported us through the year and just give thanks to everybody. A really cool recap video, and that's always really good time. Yeah. It's fun to get everyone in the wrong place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, it is. And PRI is a great place for something like that. It's amazing to have everybody there. A bunch of trucks will be on display. The PRI is really good. Keeps the enthusiasm up in the middle of the year and yeah. keep everybody kind of pumped up and get ready for the new season. There. Everyone's cooped up and yeah. snowed in or whatever. And it also gets like a jump start to the smack talk for the next season. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, you get the alcohol flowing and then it just... Smack talk goes freely. <laughs> well, and it's it's talking trash at the track is one thing because you might have to back. You're probably going to have to back it up. You go somewhere where your vehicle's not there. That's we'll yeah, see. that adds a whole different level to the trash talk. Yeah. But see, now we have something new for 2020: grudge racing on Friday nights. Oh yeah. yeah. So oh, that's going to be huge. So we'll just start the grudge talk Friday night at the banquet. <laughs> line them up. We're going to have the practice tree up there, too? Yeah, we sure are. Just make sure someone's writing all this stuff down. Record <laughs> <laughs> it all. Make sure there's proof. Exactly. Alcohol courage. Yeah, yeah. all the courage. So you might say something about the practice tree there. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. For next year? Yeah. yeah. So uh, we got a practice tree set up from Porta Tree so that we'll have at each event. So we're going to do a perfect light challenge. Uh, so we haven't had, haven't ironed out all the details yet. Uh, so this is a, a tree that the yeah, yeah, full uh, six attendees foot. and anyone can just go and Yeah, we'll have it set up at the ODSS booth. Yeah. So you at can come race. over yep, every race. Um, and practice your reaction times. Practice reaction times. Okay. You know, the guys in the pits had a practice tree tournament and they all raved about it. I'm like, let's do something like this. So what, how can we do this to make fun and more fun, get people involved? let the guys in the stands that think drag racing is easy get out here and see what they can do right. so it'll print off a little time slip and show their reaction time and you know if you get a perfect light then uh, we'll have a prize of some kind for everybody that could be interesting too because there's oh yeah there's going to be some prizes yeah talk about that yeah so uh trying to do uh hundred dollars so don't hold him to it but we are gonna yeah. have prizes for everything we are There'll be a hundred dollars, uh, probably a prize for Perfect Light. Maybe have like a hat or a shirt, just says you know Perfect Light Challenge or something. Uh, we got it in the works, uh, but uh, it'll be like three dollars for or five dollars for three tries, basically. Kind of like a carnival setup type thing, you know. Come up and try it out, you know. Get your buddy involved, and see who's faster, or who has a better reaction time. You're gonna have 
Who's side. making sandwiches? So there's going to be a lot of smack talk this year. You've got Craig sure. Racing on Friday night. You've got Practice Street. React, yeah, Practice Street at every event. Yeah. I mean, we're setting ourselves up here. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. It's going to be busy. Yeah, it's going to be busy. I hope so. And we're trying to get the kids involved a little bit more. So we're working on some ideas on that yeah. to try to get the kids a little more involved. You know, it's that's the one thing I think that's really, really cool that I saw this year is like kids. That, you know, the kids, spectator-wise, obviously, but the kids come and they like kind of were more engaged than they've ever been in the racers now. And our racers as a whole have been way more engaged than they've ever been. And seeing seeing those guys and the smile on their faces and like, I mean, they just light up. You it know? makes a lot of those kids days. It's, it's huge. So, I mean, outside junior dragsters, I wish there was some way to get them involved, like the junior sled pull stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. talked about junior dragsters. I mean, again, we've got we got some ideas we're talking about, but we definitely want to get 4BT class. The 2.8 class. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Might be pretty cool. Yeah, might be pretty cool. We did have that little event there at the uh, car event there then. With yeah. The, uh, power wheels. Pedal cars. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Power yeah. Yeah. But I definitely need to be cool. Yeah. I think we're... Uh, and then the foot race. We're a little low on time. Are we, all, are we low on time, Fabian? Oh, no. Oh, I saw the hand go up. I figured we were... All right. <laughs> no, he said make it rain. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know his signs, man. He did. <laughs> um, what else? I think we got... I think this world did a great job this year. You did a great job helping me. Exposure. I think I was. Uh, Thank you. Your uh, I your emails, although they end up in my spam box, so, you know, they're pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, you know, we send out thirty a day. So well, I mean, I set it up so all your emails <laughs> go to spam. So. Every single problem. one that says Adam, like it's coming. They all go to spam. <laughs> like Adam. I don't want to talk to yeah. Well, you gotta. I mean, the newsletter though that we put out, I understand. You know, we gotta pay bills too. Sure. But the newsletter that we put out has some good stuff. It's usually got yeah. a lot of ODSS stuff. In it does. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. impressive. I, yeah. think it, I think it's, and it's, what I like about it is that it's so quick. Like, usually, exactly. when we the race, it's, you know, there's news, there's things yeah. happening that's out there. It's every Monday. It's a big every deal. Monday morning. Yeah. It's a big deal. Um, but then we got the new one that I like, and thank you for bringing this up. Uh, it's our Diesel World Insider. It's just a business, kind of a business tool. Oh, cool. Just trying to, you know, help people with getting set up with, uh, Sell distributors or new business ideas, um, you know, realizing that pile of cores you have in the back is actually worth something. Or it's that one's been enlightening to me, guys, getting to talk to people and talk to them about business. What you know, what has affected their business the most? You know, techniques that they're using for marketing, social media marketing for online web stuff, online web sales. It's, it's a, that one's been a lot of fun for me. But yes, they're all going from the same Adam at Diesel World. <laughs> so I if you flag it as spam, you're missing all of them. Yeah, I'm missing all of them. Including the ones where we have to pay bills. <laughs> I just think it's really good. I think, uh, you know, I know it's I know it's tough for you guys. You know, print as a whole has changed a lot over the years, and I get that. Um, but I think the support for the industry is, is, is big, and I think, you know, you guys do a great job. I know it means a lot to us. Oh, yeah. The, the exposure for us is huge. It's, we're not, you know, print's not my main, I, I, well, I've been concentrating 100% on print since I started five, six years ago, but now it's, you know, it's web. That's our main concentration. Print is not getting ignored, but, you know, any of the big new things we're doing is all digital. Uh, I think it's really good. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. You can pay me later. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, Fabian's paying me. Fabian's paying me. got it? <laughs> oh, Fabian's by there saying he doesn't have any money. Yeah. So, uh, but I think, you know, that's that's really the neat thing, too, you know, touching on, like, media as a whole, is we're really fortunate to have so much talent in our industry to cover events and, and you know, whether it's photography or videos. I mean, that's not normal. That's something that's amazing. Remember six years ago, you'd go to an event, and how many media people were yeah. centered around the burnout box, and now I feel like it's street outlaws again. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's covered. Like I'm nervous for you guys. The picture, the picture that I always ingrained in my mind now is Rudy's fall, Wade and Larson. If you look at that picture from the starting line, and it's just like a sea of you can't just you can feel the energy in the picture. Just like sea of people. Every single camera phone is in the air, and that is like to me like. Cool. I mean, it says it like that. Re that picture recaps my whole season like perfectly. Yeah. Just the enthusiasm for the sport and just the amount of people in the crowd. Like the energy is is awesome. That was we put Derrick Rose on the cover with that. I mean, it's, it's on the wall behind Fabian there, but the same sort of thought looking yeah. at that photo. You know, it's 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 not your standard truck shot, but it shows the right. You said it best. Shows what's going on. Yeah, it's yep. the action. It's pretty awesome. It's just neat to see what the industry's done in the last few years, racing wise, what it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, it continues. History's a whole. Yeah. Last few years, it's just exploded. You look at look at Mindy going to No Mercy. Right. Going racing, rounds. Going yeah. rounds. I mean, yeah. people on the trailer. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. Especially with the seven three. <laughs> <laughs> And then you look at Ryan. I mean, you look at what Ryan's doing. I mean, of course, the only reason he made it, the car made it as far as it is, because Daniel was driving. But, um, <laughs> historically but, I mean, speaking, historically and speaking, that is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's what he's campaigning in the future, right? I mean, I haven't looked too much into that, but he's driving the Nova. He took the Nova home from last race. Yeah, I think it's impressive. I mean, I just think it's neat. I mean, when you see when you see those guys get on that live feed. Like here comes Rod Milliken with the Diesel Nova, and it's just people freak out. They do, and it just it causes a whole new talk. It does. Uh, it does. You know, I know you didn't get to experience it, but when we were at Virginia, you know, uh, Friday night we had Firepunk went out to make a single pass before you got there, and there's probably 30 people on the line, and Larson starts it up, and they've got like a canopy type thing that you drive under. Larson starts it up and people just turn their heads and look like, what is that? You know, what is going on? Yeah. And he comes out and busts out a 440 pass and everybody's just like, did that just happen? Like, what is that? What's going on? That car's impressive. Yeah. yeah. All this, the sensors he has on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the first time I saw that car. That's, that was a next level sort of a thing for me. He's progressed a lot. That's exactly what we're trying to do is trying to crossover into these other places where we're not into these markets to bring more people to recognize diesel motorsports and get more respect uh, because we have moved a, a long way just in the last few years and it's been paying off so far yeah. it's not exciting. just a bunch of farm trucks going on exactly yeah. super exciting i can't wait to see what what the future holds if it, if it progressed like it's progressed the last two years 
this year is going to be amazing. I know there's some rumors of vehicles out there. You know, the unicorns, I hear. Yeah. I don't know what's really going to happen. It'll be interesting to see. I hear Dan's going to put Ford in his dragster or something. I don't know. No. No. Hard to say. Hard to say. Mechanical motor. Have to come out and see. <laughs> it's going to be really cool though. I know. I know. I know of some builds that that are in process that should be. I think you know. I think we're going to get a 4.0 in Pro Mod this year. I do. I think it's going to be down there. I don't think. I don't know about some threes. Be pretty cool. I'm not going to say who's going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Who do you, you probably gonna think gonna is going to do it? Is going to do it. Um, I have an idea if, if it comes together who I think will make the first four of faster and faster. Um, 12 out, pickle chassis. I'm not, I'm not saying a word, but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's interesting, it's interesting, it's interesting, it's interesting that, that people think, like, it, it really, the progression of speed in our pro classes this year, especially pro mod, pro dragster, I mean, Dan raced himself most of the year, most of the year. Um, but the progression in our classes still unbeaten has been yeah. all year. Um, it was it was it was really impressive to see the change in speeds, and then to know as a racer to know what it takes to do that. And that's what most people don't realize. They're like, oh, you know, you just turn it up a little bit, and you'll go two tenths faster. It's, we're a learning. A, a tenth of a second is a big deal. We are learning as we race. Yeah. You know, we don't have we don't have. 10 years of LS knowledge to pull off of, or, you know, I mean, it's, it, we are, we are learning as we go, and so, to go a tenth faster, or two tenths faster, like at BMP, it's the different personal less at BMP, well, yeah, you might have been a little excited. Yeah, we went, we went a tenth faster, <laughs> I was a little excited, um, and it was really because we tried, you know, we had something that we wanted to try, it was end of the season, we figured why not, we went 51 off the trailer, and it was like, you know, and that was a slow 60 foot for us. Yeah. But and speaking of 60 foot, how impressive is it with the bias of the diesel? I, mean, I don't care if it's pro or not. Just the weight and the bias of the truck, the balance of the truck. For them, the 60 foot, like they're 60 foot. I mean, that's yeah. impressive. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's super. A lot of traction. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, I think it's a huge deal. Well, not even the traction. It's getting the, to load the chassis correctly. Yeah. You know, the weight transfer. And still learning. Like I said, it, it, you know, you look at everybody this year and you can tell the teams that are learning, you know, you, they find cool things here and there and continually go faster, more consistent. I mean, that's, that's what the fans want to see. They want to see people going around. They want to see them breaking every round. I know when I first started going to decent drag races, that's what it was. It was like, you know, two trucks go down, the next two or three break, and then, you know, it's just. That's when you had a super chip. Hyper stack, <laughs> <Stacked. laughs> you know, don't tape together and wire together. No. Yeah, and injectors were probably drilled out or something like that. I mean, just yeah, it's definitely changed. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. I, I'm I'm excited to see what happens this year and uh, um, first race. First race is in March, March 13th, 14th. Any more coast drag? Yeah, coast dragway. Don't forget, Diesel fans, this is not the only SEMA podcast we have. We've got another one coming out this week that uh, got to 
chat with Stealth Performance and the products that they offer for Power Stroke Cummins Duramax. It's going to be coming up here towards the end of the week. And we also want to remind you guys any big sales coming up for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We'll make sure and talk about those beforehand, give you guys a heads up. So if you're looking to upgrade your truck, do some maintenance on it, or just make more power, make it look cool, whatever you want to do with it, any of those big sales, we'll make sure and let you guys know. Till next time, keep the shiny side up.